<clears throat> Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Brienne. And you're listening to Just Haunted House Things. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Just Haunted House Things. It's good to be back. It's great to be back. Um, so we have a really interesting episode today. We are back with our friend. We our can say goddess. Our goddess. Our muse. Oh. God, just our inspiration for life. Yeah. Shar Mayer. Oh, we love her. Welcome back, Shar. And we also have joining us Raina. Yeah. Raina, it's pretty exciting. Yeah. We just read through her bio again. And oh my God. It's impressive. I'm geeking out. And you know what? We'll let Raina speak for herself. Yeah. I'm just like, because yeah, we could just get into everything for her, but then we'll just be hardcore fangirls, and let's let's try not to be that this time around. Yes, <laughs> let's try. Keyword: try. Try. Okay. Without further ado, let's go. Let's go. Today we have Shar and Raina. Hey, welcome. Hey, hey. <laughs> so hey thanks for having me back. Any time. Any freaking time. We bonded so hard last time. I'm just so excited. I had such excited. a good time with you guys. I know. And now, Raina, like, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm probably going to be a bit of a, like, fangirl as well. Cause just a touch. I'm, like, huge into horror. Like, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I'm just, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I'm, you rock. Thanks for being here. <laughs> thanks for having me, and thanks for being awesome yourself. <laughs> anytime. Anytime. So with that, Raina, can you tell us a bit about a about yourself for our listeners who may not know who you are and your background? Yeah, so in the horror world, I am Chainsaw Queen. I've done a variety of different um, uh, corporate haunts. Um, I did my own in high school and just fell in love with chainsaws because my dad let me watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre when I was only a wee eight-year-old. And so now I just kind of love being a scary horror villain in a variety of different independent films. Um, Mag- Malvolia, Queen of Screams, I'm a creature in her world and I'm also a chainsaw for women of wrestling that is airing on Pluto TV and the CWC channel so big scary monster in all sorts of realms and places yeah that's (laughs) so awesome and like we were just reading um your bio before we came on and it is so impressive yeah like creating your haunt when you were what 14 just yeah wow (laughs) Like when I was 14, I was like, hey, I'm going to go to the mall by myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. our band, um, TJ Hepburn actually wanted to z- zip up the hayride because, like, I come from a little small town, El Centro, California, mm-hmm. and the hayride was literally sit in the hay and we're going to wheel you around the block in the dark. And it was nothing. And he comes from uh, West Virginia. And I know they do like a lot of hayrides out right. in the East Coast. So he wanted to make it fancy. So he challenged us. He split the band into four teams yeah. and we each like a softball back uh, backstop and we got to decorate it. And I led my team to be the junkyard ghouls and like, yeah, we had a little graveyard scene. We spray painted our friend's truck. He let us spray paint his whole truck. Nice. It was really fun. So yeah, the, the seed was planted very early. And then now I'm one of the four founders of Black Mass. So I get to do all sorts of immersive, scary stuff whenever I want. Heck Yes. That is so cool. That's just like, wow. Like just to have like an opportunity when you're that young to be like, okay, so we're just going to give you this stuff, see what you can create and have fun. And off you go. Yeah. And the bug was in you from that moment. Yep. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then how did you and Char like come about meeting? Um, Char uh, is one of the greats of 17th Door. So I already knew about Char. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, she got invited to come through. It was a class on inauguration. Uh, one of the, I think it was the fourth series, if not the third in, I think it was the fourth series third in the M series, which is a whole series of different mini shows uh, by our co-creator, Alex C. James. And she was one of our guests that got to go through that one. And she basically helped one of our agents kill all sorts of sorority girls. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> what a dream. And That's awesome. It. What a dream. They had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> I had to tell you, um, you know, I also do immersive theater and besides haunt, so, and I go to a bunch of them too, and I never felt the way I did going to this one. Uh, the, the, just before it even started, they made me park like on this deserted street by a railroad track. And <laughs> they said, lock your phone in your car, which is scary to me. Yeah. And then I just had to stand there and wait for uh, someone to pick me up. And it's like every car that went by, which wasn't that often, cause it was like kind of deserted. I would look at them and they would look at me and you know people that had no idea what I was doing and they because you're looking at them they'd look at you yeah. so by the time they picked me up my heart was already pounding because it was such a freaky idea to to do that and make me wait and all that anticipation the show was great but I'm saying yeah. <laughs> the build up to it I was already like you know it's a lot of you know how haunted horror is it's it's, it's in your head and they really got in my head, like, so good before we even started. And fantastic cast, great plot, everything was realistic. It felt like, you know, you're in somebody's home and this is happening to you. So, yeah. Uh, and it was really cool to see to see Miss Chainsaw also go at it. So it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to say to you guys, oh. happy Women of Horror Month. Happy, happy Women, women of, of Horror Month. Yeah. Whole month to celebrate uh -huh. us lovely women of horror. Heck yes. We're proud to be yeah. part of a whole month-long celebration. Are you are either of you doing anything to celebrate women of horror month? I would I say Oh thank you. Um, I was I was gonna say I think getting ready for a new show and you know tormenting people and beating people up that's always that's always a privilege to uh, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> great women that's just a regular tuesday yeah <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm also waiting for um some more information on a show that i'll be working with black mass a different show than right yeah and then rain is talking about so i'm waiting for the information of that and that's called blindness okay blindness is there anything you can tell us about that I don't think no. so. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. That's all right. It was worth a I can say it's an in-person show, okay. but it has a component online. And more than that, I don't think. Raina, could you help me? Uh, what I'm, I know Alex is the writer, director, okay. producer. He's doing new stuff. Really, really ambitious too. Okay. Very cool. excited about it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to be bringing somebody I've had before back mm -hmm. I'm waiting to, to talk to him some more about it but I'm really excited his ideas are really 
like off the hook. So yeah, off the chain or off the hook. I don't know. What's <laughs> I think <different>? both <laughs> work. I think yeah. we're in an area now where both those terms yeah. can work. Yeah. <laughs> and I've um, been talking to other women about women in horror and it's pretty course. exciting. Um, you know, we look back to our roots, how horror really, really was a boys club mm. and little by little, we squished our way in and uh, some of the greatest monsters and future monsters mm-hmm. are women. I really, girls, or gals, yeah. women, whatever. I do think, I think women are like definitely, and I don't know if I'd say slowly, but we're definitely taking over Yeah, like the genre and the major aspects of just like, not just like horror haunted houses, but like movies, experiences. Yeah. Like I know like a lot, a lot more women in the past five years who have come up with like social media, YouTube, like in-person houses, Mm -hmm. designs, everything like that. And like, I'm living for it because it's, I feel like there's a psychology with women that makes things more terrifying. Whereas a lot of the time with men, Mm. I think it's just kind of like, the face it's just like you just get what's right in front of you instead yeah. of like the deeper layers like a surface level terror yeah. versus like an internal mind body kind of terror N- not all men but i'm just saying you know from our some. experiences in the past with our the horror we've all <laughs> experienced in life oh yeah. that could yeah. go into a deeper level yeah we could probably <laughs> dissect that a little bit yeah i bet uh yeah we're clawing our way in i i know when i first started there was now there it was it was it was all guys that did it and they would be like me and like somebody's girlfriend would also be haunting you know mm-hmm. and it would be all guys mm-hmm. yeah but um it's not like that anymore um i'd say it's 50/50 if not more when you go to haunts uh if you're lucky enough to work at a haunt that is a female centric character like like the 17th door where i was working mm-hmm. um you have a main character that's female that's great yeah. You know, having a show with a female character as your lead, you, you, you know, that's wonderful. So you're starting off there where you're going to have lots and lots of girls and women get involved with it. Yeah. And I, I, I can tell you, Black Mass was founded by four people and two of them were female. Yeah. yeah. Or are female. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, go, go ahead. No, you. I, I was um, going to ask, uh, so Raina, how did you, how did you, come up with black mask how did that start like what was the inspiration behind all of that so the four of us actually also worked for an extreme um uh immersive haunt that was called heretic haunted house and we did all sorts of things with them for several years that's how we all met um and then they stopped um doing shows Uh, The creator kind of just was getting, you know, started doing other things. He also does effects and started doing more effects for big um, uh, effect companies. And we were just like, but we still want to do this. Like, anybody want to let us do like, why don't we just do this ourselves? Why are we waiting for somebody to hire us or to tell us what to do? So we just sat around and figured out, you know, what do we want to do? What is, what are the kind of, what do we want to do differently? What do we want to take from that, that we've learned from? Um, and then at first for like a whole year, we were actually underground. We didn't want anybody to know who we were um, because we didn't want people to compare us outright. Like, oh, it's just them yeah. again. We right. didn't tell anybody. An extra creepy component when people were invited just by just this email, blackmass.gmail.com. That's the only information these people were getting. 
and they would sign up and meet us. Like, I mean, Char at least knew us and she was scared. Yeah. There were people that had no idea who, who we could have been for real, you know, you know, killing yeah. people and setting them up and they would just be along for the ride. That definitely so. sounds like the opening of a horror movie, yeah, which I, I think I've seen before. <laughs> I legitimately got full body chills when you said that. Like, if I got an email like that, I'd be curious. But oh. there would be an aspect of like, I might die tonight. Oh no, hundred percent. I'd look at that and be like, don't even open the link. That's gonna like, <laughs> nope, that is bad omen right there. Where's my sage? I need to burn my computer. Let's go. Like, how did they know to count contact me? Who That's, is this person? Yeah. And like, so when you contacted people, was it just like people you knew or like, how, like, how, how did you keep that so underground the first little while? It was a combination of people we knew were down to do this type of thing and a combination of people that were reviewers that were oh, for okay. places that we knew would, you know, like, oh, so, you know, of course somebody would know my name. Uh, so we kind of just threw some names, see who saw who bit and we got enough people who bit and came and like literally the reviews were like, so I got this email from somebody. <laughs> Didn't die. Here's my review. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that for a year and then we were like it's us and there was like a couple people that kind of had an inkling that, that it was us you know here and there um but so it was nice to kind of surprise most of the people by that time heck yeah that is so you know that's one of the things that you just said i don't think too many people these days go to a haunt and think they're gonna die but immersive theater mm, yeah yeah you, you know because it feels so raw yeah. I think that's the thing I, I get from it. It's more raw mm -hmm. and less polished. And I like that. Mm -hmm. You do get the feeling sometimes like, oh, this might be my last show. This might be <laughs> it. Now, would you say that as like a guest and as an actor in these immersive haunts, like this might be my last show because things are getting a little crazy or? Oh, no. I mean, as a guest, as an actor, of course, or performer. Um, you know, if you're, if you know what you're doing and you're doing it right, you have control right? and you're controlling the scene. But when you're a guest and you're going through, you don't know who the actors are a lot of times. Like Raina has a real, real interesting cast of people that not everybody knows, you know, yeah. like people may know me and if they come to something I'm doing, they're like, oh yeah, her. So they may know me, but this, a lot of the people that she has people don't know them so they come in and now you're like off you know you're already like uh what's happening it's more personal it's more you know it's one-on-one -on -one and you you feel whether it's black mass or any other immersive show you should feel like totally off off tilt like off centers like you never know what's going to happen and like i said it feels more real like when you walk into a haunted house it's scary it's fun things happen yeah but it's kind of 100% different and it's not line linear. Like a haunted house is very linear. Mm -hmm. You yeah. enter here and you exit here. Most haunted houses. It's kind of like um, with immerse, I find with the immersive theater, it's like there's like, like a breaking of that fourth wall really. Like when you're going through a haunted house, like you said, like it's linear. It's like you enter one area, whether it's like an actual house or structure or not, but you know, there's an exit. Whereas with, right. like, and, and you, you kind of know that like, okay, I've got a barrier. There's like something invisible or not like between me and the performers. Whereas immersive theater, it's like you become part of that show that you're in and you become mm -hmm. part of the story. So it, it is, it's like breaking that fourth wall that you become part, you like step into this mm -hmm. experience, mm -hmm. which is just- You have to be confident enough to go to a show 
to feel like, okay, I'm going to release like all my inhibitions and my fears, and I'm going to let them take me to a journey. And if you're able to do that, you can have a great experience on at an immersive show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what, what is, let's start with, um, Char, what's your favorite immersive experience you've been part of as a guest? Let's do as a guest. As a guest, as a guest, black mask. Yes, I, 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 I absolutely uh, was blown away. Like the first time I went, just like because, like when I'm going through anything, and I go and I put it in my mind. Oh, I'm going to a haunt or a show or whatever, and I have it in my mind. I can get scared and everything, so I'm fine with all that. But boy, this is one I didn't have to put that in my mind. It was already there. Yeah. Yeah. It was already planted. Yeah. But I've been through a lot and performed it a lot that um, they're not, they're not scary to perform in. No. (laughs) Although sometimes when you get a wacky guest, although it's better with immersive shows than with, with haunts. Yeah. Because uh, you're doing smaller amounts of people are going through. So you have more control on it. Hopefully there's more control on letting them in. Mm. Uh, I know every immersive show I've gone to or I've performed in, I can't think of one time where I've had any problems uh, with a guest. Where it's haunt, you get, yeah. Countless, yeah. Raina, have you had any times with Black Mass where you've had guests that were not in control of themselves that make problems for you and your kid? Um, not physical problems. Um, We've had one guest that kind of derailed us emotionally. She wasn't already in an emotional state and she kept breaking the fourth wall with me as a character. I kept trying to pull myself like, no, I'm this character. And she would kept referring to me and talking to me as me, Reyna, instead of my character. And man, it was like trying to put that train, like it was so derailed. I'd like pick it up and like put you back on the track. It was rough, but man, I did it. And my, my partner watched, watched it happen. And he was just like, bro, like, I don't even know how you did that. Like, I couldn't have done that. Um, and thankfully, um, well, uh, for us, uh, she, she's no longer uh, allowed to come through our shows anymore. So that's pretty much what we do with them. Um, and not for that uh, incident, for, for other things. But yeah. um, I think that we try to do a, a good enough job by giving them a heads up of what's going to happen in the show <laughs> before we get here. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things that we learned from working at the other haunt is like, here are the things we don't want. Um, and that we take them very, very seriously. Like if somebody's like, nope, this person's totally smells drunk, then we're going to stop the show and you're going to yeah, go away. But- yeah. That's great. Uh, I can tell you that, um, I've had, well, it happens a lot, but if people like know me and try to be like saying hi to me, whatever, I usually get meaner to them and they <laughs> like it and then ignore what they're, that they're saying Char or something like that, yeah. or I've seen you or I know you or whatever they were referring. I usually shut them right down. I didn't have what you had, but I usually <laughs> just shut them right down. And then maybe at the end, I'll give them a little wink and then they feel all like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> but the scene happened and they were included in it and we went, we went on our journey together. But uh, kudos to you, Raina. That's like uh, really hard when you have somebody that's like running you like that. Especially because that show, it was intimacy. It was the emotional show. So it wasn't even like I could go and be scary. It was like I was already being in a real emotional state with this person. And for them to derail me, I'm like, all right, 
I got you. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like when you're playing a character, you're like, you are that character. So to have like a guest come in and pull like the real you, it's just like, a, I can only imagine the cross conflict going on within. Oh, kudos to you. That would like, I'd probably would have been a wreck and like had to like emotionally deal that out for the next week and a half. Yeah. Just like separate myself <laughs> from the character again. Yeah, that's really Right. Like, don't make this harder on me, man. Yeah. So, it's fine. <laughs> Follow-up question, if someone was like getting into immersive theater and had that happen to them, do you have like tips on how they could avoid or help put the train back on the tracks in that regard? In my, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, in my specific instance, uh, that was that, man, I can't, I, I don't even think I could recreate what happened with me. Um, but I think really just trying to, what's the phrase uh, um, I'm looking for? Um, bring, it, bring it back to the table, basically, like orders of the day. What was your, like, what was your script? Okay, this is what they said. Internalize it, take a beat, figure out maybe either how to use it mm -hmm. um, in script, um, or how to deflect it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, that's interesting, boop. Or like, all right, I'm going to use that somehow. How do I improv that back into my order and then re yeah yeah reevaluate how to go from there yeah. um, I think that for a lot of people she was so far gone that I as my as, as a stage manager I might have pulled it um because she was so just elsewhere yeah. um unless I saw that the performer was like okay they're, they're doing what their thing but uh yeah <laughs> you gotta have some good like improv skills to be able to manage that for it not to be pulled mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah for sure. well that's is that's the key right for immersive theater mm -hmm. um I, yes. I i would say that you really have to know who your character is and mm. and 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 reach down into your character like if i'm like i said i'm mean and i play a lot of mean characters so like um if somebody's like yay something or i so i i would take their hands and put them down and look at them strongly and get them in control uh if i'm more of a like a victim kind of character i would i would push their hands down and like be more into like that who that character is if you know who your character is in immersive theater is really important for haunt it's great to know who you are and have a backstory but immersive theater you have to know a lot about who you are and who your character is you can't just say I'm a scary old woman. Well, I always do that. I play scary old women. But you can't just say that. You have to have a full background and be, you know, so you know where where your character is or where she, well, I'm saying for me, where she would go or they would go. Um, that's the most important tip I could say on, con on controlling people that are stepping over the line. Know who you are because if you're doing it one-on-one -on -one or if you're doing it and there's more than one person, first of all, you don't want to ruin the show forever the other people by acknowledging the mistake that the one person's doing. I call it a mistake. You like that mistake. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you want to take it and use it, which is again, you know, part of the improv skills that you, you learn to do uh, immersive theater. Mm -hmm. um, being able to improv is your number one, learning who you are and being able to improv. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. 
great tips. Yeah, because sometimes the guest is going to do something that you don't expect them to do. Yeah. Um, and then you got to figure out, oops, well, that wasn't this in the script. They were supposed to just do it. And they didn't do it. You know what? <laughs> yeah, you're always yeah, going to get those thing. people that want to like challenge to be like, maybe I can throw this person off. Maybe I'll be right. the one who does and, it. And you get that at a haunt too. You get oh, people yeah. that want to challenge you. Like, you know, I see you or, or oh, you don't scare me. And then they, you're going to do a scene and they're going to like get into your scene and try to mess you up. Those people are idiots, but <laughs> you still don't, you don't want to ruin it for everyone else. You want to make them seem like the idiot so everybody in the group kind of gets like on the other person yeah mm-hmm. so that's how I, that's how I like to play those kind of people you and me both Char <laughs> yeah. like play them turn 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 the room on them you know yeah. they're trying to one up you and it's like when I first started I would just be like walk away from that or I tell people if you have this problem and there's people that are just starting and you have this problem and you have a problem guess don't engage. Don't give them the satisfaction. Walk, and I say to him because it usually is. Walk away, disengage. Don't get involved with it. Yeah. You know, and then people start realizing, oh, this one guy's a jerk, and because of him, we're not getting to see a full show. And then they'll yeah. be like, so and so, shut up, and just you know. And then they'll they'll control the rest of their their group, even if they're not friends or they don't know them. They'll say something because they want to have a good show. Yeah. You know, everybody comes to have a fun time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like stopping a heckler at a comedy show. It's just like, let us enjoy this. Like, stop ruining it for everyone else. Get over yourself. Yeah. It's not about you, man. Yeah. It's (laughs) about us and the group experience. I'm the one who's in control. Get out of here. Keep the power. Walk away. Yeah. 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 Um, So, Raina, in your bio, I was looking at the fact that you grew up playing a lot of, like, mean characters in shows and stuff. I'm not going to lie. I, I got that a lot too when I was younger. Like I would, I was like this really shy girl, but I ended up playing like the Red Queen in like an Alice story and like the Wicked Witch in like a Wizard of Oz story. And I just couldn't understand how I was getting all these like, like mean roles, but they were so much fun to play. <laughs> like, I like, so I want to know how was it for you? Like, did you, ha- did you always want to play these mean characters? Like, oh, awesome. Yeah. I, I, I would go out for them for sure. Like, yeah. and, and it was, it, it kind of made me a little sad. I remember as I got older, cause when I first started doing the theater, I wanted the roles, but the older kids would get them. So I'd have to like, wait till I was a little older. Yeah. And then when I was the older kid and I'd be like, oh, well, I'm not going to go out for that role. Cause Raina's going for it. I'm like, no, you go for it too. Like, yeah. don't just not do it because I'm doing it. Um, but it was fun for me to do these wicked characters and to have the cackle as the wicked witch and just be mean was just fun. Yeah, because it's uh, like yeah. you seem like the type of person who's just not that in general uh, in life. So it's kind of <laughs> like a cathartic release to just like let it all out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, so cool. yeah. Totally, totally cathartic release. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to have the crazier makeup and, and get the crazier props. I feel like it's just it's fun. Get a and I. Yeah. And I never felt like I was going to ever be like the princess part anyway. Like I was super tall. I was a tomboy. Like I didn't want to be Snow White. I want to be, except for when Pocahontas, I was Mother Earth. That was the one motherly 
<laughs> role that I got because there wasn't really an evil. Yeah. No, but she's so, like she's the sassy yeah. part of mm. that sh- of that entire show. So like that's that's like the evil quote unquote sassy role. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like either big villain, mean security guard person, or mother caring, loving person. Like <laughs> one of the two. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> No love interest. Although some people see me as like my creepy chainsaw makeup and they're like, ooh, sexy. I'm like, bro, really? All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to unpack that, sir? <laughs> there are some deep rooted issues here. <laughs> but you know, that's that's true. This you didn't hear that like a long time ago. No one's thought that was sexy. Like, yeah, you can get Elvira kind of look of horror as sexy, but the blood and guts and gore stuff being sexy, I think it's pretty new. And yeah, yeah, I see it too. Yeah, a lot all of the people, time. Uh, a, a lot of people find that sexy, attractive. Yeah. Actually, yeah. funny, our friend Gigi, um, <laughs> our director, horror friend, yep. Yeah, uh, she She's fantastic. She and, okay, her, her big crush for like <laughs> horror movie guys is Leatherface. Yeah. And so like <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Big Chainsaw. And we actually had like a little movie night last night and- we watched the newest one on Netflix. I'm not going to give any spoilers because some people I know haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, watched it last night. Nice. Have you watched it? We just watched it last night. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, awesome. no spoilers, but like she was, she was all about him. She was like, <laughs> she was like, yeah. She was like, that's my big leather face right there. <laughs> and I was like, you're messed up, and I love you so very much because I understand that on a very deep level. <laughs> yeah, but like. Love it. <laughs> He's freaking jacked, man. So I get it. <laughs> like, yeah, the amount of times I've had some of my actors and me yeah. get like phone numbers in like the last like five years has been astronomical. And like the amount of times like some of our weirdest characters get hit on. Like we, I remember the dentist character, the one with like. Oh the, God, like the tubes coming it, from the face. And... It kind of looks like Dr. Satan from. Uh, Dr. Devil's Satan! Sorry. Yeah, so um, <laughs> every time I have to. So this character, like the weirdest looking character that we have, and for whatever reason gets hit on the most. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand, but okay. Good hygiene, good dental hygiene is the term. <laughs> yeah, okay. Not, I worked at Knotts for I worked at Knotts for 15 years. 10 years I was on Ghost Town. I must have got at least three or four numbers every week. <laughs> And I kind of played like a guy character. Right. But I got girls and I got guys numbers. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. So it was interesting. There's got to be like they, a... They'd slip it into your... Glo- they come up to you and they'd slip you like a little message and you'd be like, oh, a message. Okay. Put it away. <laughs> then you go on your break and you take it out. It's like, ah, phone number. <laughs> or it's like, do you like me? Check yes or no. <laughs> Meet me over here at midnight. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm working. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's done like a, a sociology study of like sexuality and haunt characters. Like hot haunt monsters. Oh, there has yeah. to be something. I, yeah, I would I be. would read those books so hard. I would hard. read that hard. Oh, I want to know. I love the way a brain works and like one of the reasons why I love horror so much and is trying to understand people as to why they do what they do and what drives them. It's like, I love the the sociology and uh, behind it all. So that's what drives me into those types of concepts. So I would love to know what gets someone going when it comes to like, Oh, that person's covered in blood. That's exactly what I wanted all my life. Yeah. I want that. (laughs) Ooh, 
she's hacking off that foot over there. Ooh, baby, yeah. Ooh, Wait. she's got a chainsaw. She's running right at me. <laughs> I think it's kind of like the whole, just people get that whole thing about being scared about that emotion. I mean, you lose your breath, you're breathing fast, your heartbeat, your adrenaline rushes, the same feeling you feel when you're infatuated with somebody or you're having a... Uh, great time with somebody. So I think it's like the link up between those that two That is things. so true. It's gotta be. I had an acting teacher who used to tell me that like, people always say it's either fight or flight. So you either are gonna face a concept and you're either gonna fight them or you're gonna run from them. But he was like, nah, man, it's not about fight or flight. It's about fight or fuck. You either wanna <laughs> fight the person or you wanna fuck, fuck that person. person. And I was like, I get that, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. That tracks. So if you try and scare someone now and they don't run from you, I guess we know what that means. Guess they want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, a, that's an excellent point. I mean, when, when you're you're working, say, a haunt and you, you're doing like a character where you're doing a lot of movement and you, you're chasing, I don't chase anymore, but when you're chasing, you, you're going after and then they're just standing there. They just want you to have an interaction with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't want to run away from it. They want that interaction. Now you have to, uh, you have to quick switch gears and see how you're going to play with them and what you, what you're going to do, because you don't want to let them have exactly what they want. You're going to give them what you want them to have and take them on their, their little trip with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that can also be fun. Yeah. I love figuring out what people's little tricks are. Like my favorite was this guy that came in. I think it was Great Horror Campout. And he was a big, you know, burly, bigger than me, big burly dude. And nothing, you know, nothing normal was getting him. And I don't know if it was me or somebody else just randomly let out this little like, <laughs> like this little girl laugh. And I saw him cringe and I'm like, oh, I got you. <laughs> do you now? So if I saw him anytime, Elver, I'd just sneak up with him and just do the little creepy laugh and he would cringe like that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh you've got your weakness. Yeah, so finding people's little weaknesses, yeah. that's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> I find that a lot of those ones that are like not moving, like especially like if you're working in an open haunt area and they're like watching and they're interested but they're not getting scared and they're watching and they're watching the the hit on them is to come around and get them from not get them from behind but go behind them and then slip in next to them that all, they're watching then all of a sudden you, there's no one there they look away and then they look back and you're right you're right there in their face in their space they didn't expect that and that's a that's a good hit. You can usually get them. Even though the whole time they were like nonchalant, just watching everything. You can see they're enjoying themselves. But then, then you give them the, <gasps> it's just a startle. But because you're so close to them, it, it builds the startle up really hard. Always a fun one to play. Oh, I yeah. really love doing, um, when we'd be roaming outside, I used to love just doing the real sneak, quiet, um, walk up behind someone. And I would do like just the quiet, <sighs> <laughs> right next to them and like it was my favorite thing because it, it, one of two reactions they either tense up their entire body and just can't move or they just book it and i'm like <laughs> that was fun <laughs> gotcha <laughs> got him and it's so simple too it's like yeah uh, this uh, like i love the big like grotesque over the top scares that just like terrorize people mm -hmm. but there's something nice i the prefer about the subtle mm -hmm. the subtle like in your brain i'm mm -hmm. wow i'm like a twisted psychological 
yeah psychopath a little bit apparently it's fine it's fine <laughs> welcome I'm... to the club <laughs> oh fun i'm accepted somewhere that's exciting <laughs> one of us one, one of us, us. yes <laughs> So, okay, how did you guys spend your holidays, the, the the Christmas and the New Year's this year? My brain had to go back. I'm like, what did I do during the holidays? <laughs> I feel like most of my holiday was preparing more so for uh, the show that we're um, opening next or this weekend, uh, Pain Academy, who did a lot of rehearsals for that. We've actually been rehearsing for that for not rehearsing per se, but training for pretty much two years, like uh, oh, wow. when COVID happened. We we're like, well, what are we going to do? We can't do any of our shows. So then we moved on to online immersive stuff and we started doing like workshops online. And then slowly I started having little pods of cast come over all masked and whatnot. Um, I believe, I feel like that started to happen. Man, I don't even know. I'm like the timeline of vaccinations minus the T. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started having over, yeah. And started just doing training because I figure if we're going to do things that are more intense, um, it, we need to be safe even more so. And that was one of the nice things about the old company is that we got a lot of reviews that were like, man, I felt like I was going to die. But like, I also felt very safe at the same time. That's so awesome. That's yeah. what we want. A feeling of like, you could die, but I feel in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> if I die, I die happy. <laughs> I die in a caring kind of way. Um, and so I just took all my, uh, you know, professor skills and started creating curriculum mm, to yeah. figure out like, what do we need to know as a base? What are the safety things we need to know? Um, actually having people come in to practice on before we actually have guests come in and do it. Um, and then with that training designed to show that is about the pain academy training um so yeah so it's learning learning how we torment uh, here at uh here at uh, black Man. that's <laughs> awesome so it opens like like this coming weekend friday. on friday it opens oh. on the well it open it will open on the 25th and then we're going to run a couple different shows um the the february 25th yeah february 25th and then we're going to run for three weekends and it's going to be we have we're going to offer a variety of intensity so like if people don't want any pain at all, they just want to have the ride of the storyline, there's there's an intensity for you. If you want to ride the edge and you know want us to push you down, you know, and figure out what the, the edge is, there's a show for you and everywhere in between. So we've sat down and like figured out what the descriptions of what those like numbers, everything's on a out of five scale. Uh, so we had to figure out like, all right, what does a two mean? What does a four and a half mean? Yeah. So that we can clearly tell our guests like what they're getting into. Um, and then, you know, we're open to people being like, hey, I got a bad knee. Tell us what that is so we can adjust our show. We actually did that when Shar came through one of the shows, um, you know, because like Shar said earlier, she's not a chaser anymore. So we can definitely do little things in our shows. Where we're like, all right, guest is this. So we're just going to tweak this scene just a little like that still keeping like the show intensity, but let's take the like physical intensity a little down so that, you know, more people can come to the shows. And, um, and before, before I answer your question, I have to tell you that they did, they did do a great job because I am always worried. I have a back injury from a haunt yeah. and um, I am really worried when I go to do anything. And I'm always like, they, they know, they know, you know, you know, and they were, they were wonderful because they didn't baby me. They, they did the show as the show was, and it was great. Just they didn't push me or any anything where I would hurt my back. 
Right. Yeah. You know, anything where there was any kind of it. And I don't know what the things were that they were doing that they didn't do, but I was absolutely, I felt safe the whole time. Not, um, excuse me, physically safe. Like I wasn't going to hurt my back, <laughs> but uh, mentally, no, not. not uh, <laughs> mentally, you <laughs> fucked me up. She yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, Tansy, Rain, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off? Because I just wanted to say about. No, you're good. Okay. I guess I'm, I'm really excited for Pain, Pain Academy because of the. Uh, the levels that you're you're offering. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. Okay, so to tell you what I did for Christmas, and I know this is going to sound, it sounds weird, but I'm also a Mrs. Claus. Heck yeah, so I, I love that. With a Santa, who is also a longtime haunter that I work with, and we do Mr. and Mrs. Claus, and we, we do these shows. And it's funny when people just say how sweet we are and how nice we are and and I just look at him and he looks at me and we just are <laughs> laughing the whole time inside. Cause you know, it just like on, it's a performance and it's a show. Yeah. The only thing is you, you, you can't make anybody scream when you're doing the show. <laughs> so you're performing, it, it's a, it's a different part of the brain that you're using. I'm sure but, some, um, children really will and, sat on, some children sit on Santa's lap and just scream and it just, it takes oh, you back I know. home. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, and, uh, the, the, the guy who plays Santa with me, his name is uh, Mike Williams. He's also an actor and a haunter. He's been haunting for a long time too, like 30 or plus, maybe wow. more, I don't know. So he's a long time haunter. So I know him well and I, I met him at Knott's and uh, we, had, we had never worked together till he came to work at 17th Door and I, I got to work with him a little bit and then we started doing this and uh, yes, yeah, so uh, um, yeah, it's kind of funny. And then when people in haunt see, see I start posting stuff on my, my social media with Mrs. Claus and stuff, it's kind of weird. And then people find out that I'm, it just doesn't go. And I'll tell you the honest truth. I prefer a scary haunt mm. uh, during Christmas. And I have worked those a few times. I much rather do those, <laughs> but you know, if it's not, if that's not what's available, there's always Mrs. Mrs. Claus mm -hmm, and, and doing Christmas stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That seems to be the theme. It's you're either scary or you're either sweet like Mother Willow. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the right. two. And I can tell you, I did do a, um, I did do an immersive theater for hurting.net.com, hurting, where I told him I wanted to do, I wanted to do a show where I play two sides, to the, the good Kirk and the evil Kirk, mm. two sides of the same coin in the same show. And he wrote a show where I played, and also my, my friend, my Santa was also there, Dusty. Um, I played Mrs. Claus where I made cookies. With, it was an immersive show and I, they came in and we baked cookies and decorated cookies. And they had this wonderful time with me. And then later on, they saw the other side of me where I was quite a monster <laughs> um, being Mrs. Claus. So every night have to switch back and forth and back and forth, like, you know, 10 times, 12 times. That was a great challenge for me. So much fun. Got to be the Mrs. Happy Claus and then swing around right into uh, the evil side of That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, that was fun. Raina, have you ever worked at a, a Christmas art? Um, in Christmas, time um no i think the closest thing we ever did to christmas haunt was uh the nears cheers show um but other than that i don't think i've ever was part of anything christmas haunty to be free no nope, we're no. good we're good <laughs> we're, we, we were, were just listening, listening intently <laughs> literally about to say that 
<laughs> takes the words out of my mouth. <laughs> well, what was um, what was it like doing a, a New Year's theme? That one was interesting. We tried to create kind of like a New Year's party um, with the guests coming in and immers- immersing them into this what was could have been a cool like house party. And I did things like I had a questionnaire about like what their favorite music was, what their favorite foods were. And then after kind of putting them through a a crazy torment scene, then sat them down at a dinner table, blindfolded them. And for some of them, I would actually like give them their favorite food, but because they were so wrecked, they were like making faces like they hated it. I'm like, bro, you said this is your favorite food in the world. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. And then for some of them, I would um, I unblindfolded them and then I would have the dish and be like, who who should I give this to? Um, and it might've been, oh, that's what I did. I did blindfolded with the good things and then I did a round of bad things. Um, so they were like, um, oh, what's that gross candy? Good and plenties. Um, if you like, uh, I don't know. If, yeah, yeah. See, see. <laughs> I like them. Good and play. It's got black licorice inside I it. Like it. Oh, you do like them? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, like <laughs> <laughs> I love um, candy had, corn too. I oh. actually had, um, and I've never. Oh, I like candy corn too. I do like candy corn. <laughs> um, I had a plant in as one of the guests, and I had somebody uh, choose, I forget how we manipulated it, but we got them to pick that guy to eat cat food, but it was, the cat food was a mix up. So like everyone got to watch us feed feed somebody cat food. Um, One person um, said sushi. So I had like nice salmon sushi and I was about to to them. Um, And instead we had a character come and just grab it and just eat it like in front of him, like in like a kind of messed up way. Like, oh, you think you want the sushi? Nah, the sushi is mine. So a little like, (laughs) messed up things like that you know um it was kind of a weird hodgepodge of a bunch of different characters coming together for cheers it was called cheers um but yeah it was it was fun and then some of them had never gone through our very first show which was called a prelude so we took them downstairs um and basically ran them through that which involved them laying down on a mattress while two characters talked and gave dialogue and they had a drip torture oh. blood like blood yeah. torture on them so they got it was a very bloody bloody show um and then i think that uh, other care people that had gone or had had gone through we made them be part of like the, that kind of initiation and watch them and make them like hold them down and stuff like that so it was fun it was a little chaotic it was one of the more chaotic shows um that we've done uh, most of the shows are very like rehearsed and planned out that one was kind of a like this is my idea. I think we can pull it off. Here are the beats. We had a meeting beforehand and then we just kind of did it. Um, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot of fun when it feels chaotic, mm-hmm. but it's rehearsed. Like you, mm-hmm. have, yeah. you have what's happening, but to the guests, it feels chaotic. And I think if you, if you can give them that chaos, I think that's a really cool experience for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Controlled chaos. Absolutely. is like the, the best. The piece de resistance. I don't know if I said that right. I don't know either. Uh, for, it's maybe. Resistance. Yeah, yeah, there, there we go. go. <laughs> Thank you for the assist. Yeah. <laughs> I need help sometimes. <laughs> I have a burning question. Um, so this is for Reina. Um, what got you into uh, wrestling? 
That is a very good question. <laughs> Brienne's probably been burning with that question as well. <laughs> yes. That's a good question. Um, and when I was little, uh, my brothers watched when it was WWF. Uh, yeah, before it turned to, to before it turned E. Um, and my <laughs> brothers are much older than I am. They're 13 and 15 year old, years older than me. So like when I was four, I was basically their like right. they flipped me around and put me in holds and like yeah. body slamming me on the waterbed and so like I was already like as a little kid very physical right. um like I didn't uh for, uh because of my stature I feel like I never got in a lot of fights um but I could have you know yeah. um I like grappled and played with you know the boys and then my um older brother had a kid young also and because of his our our age distance um, his kid is actually closer to my age. Right. And so we would play fight, you know, I'm like, well, you did it to me and I'm going to do what your dad did to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go in the backyard and like pretend, you know, hit each other with like chairs and stuff. So it was just kind of like, I, I just grew up play fighting. Um, and that's just kind of how I played, you know, um, yeah. it's interesting now because my partner, Paul and I will talk, you know, he didn't grow up physical like that with his brother at all. And so when I kind of want to go like play fight, he's just like, what are you doing? And then, uh, yeah. And so that all translated it really easily when I started doing the, the extreme contact haunt stuff, because I'm like, Oh, I already kind of already know how to use my hands. Um, and then when uh, WOW had a, open auditions, I was like, oh, okay, I think I could do this. I, I, I do some stunts and stuff already for like independent movies. So right. that all kind of translated into that. And then now that training has then come full circle because now I even more feel comfortable holding somebody, moving somebody, lifting up people yeah. um, and doing more of those th those things. Yeah, right. now more, but safe also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> safe. Yeah. Safe. And then going and just says, you know, I've been already the scary monster. So once they kind of saw that, they're like, oh, all right, big scary monster. That's that tracks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Scary... <laughs> and you were now a heel. <laughs> monster heel. Yeah. yeah I love exactly. it. Uh, any plans to come to Canada and wrestle? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, not that I'm aware of. All that I do know is that our next live tapings will be at the Globe in downtown LA, and that will be uh, May uh, the first Thursday, Friday, Saturday of May, and then the same thing in June. So that's the that's all I know. But I know that there's more future stuff coming soon for where I don't know where, but yeah. yeah. Oh, so for now, you're, on you're on TV now, right? I am. Yeah. So it's the the Pluto TV app and the CW. It's the category of seed. Uh, CW and um, I'm the first match of the finale of season one um, so that's that's my debut episode as Chainsaw um, either awesome. of those apps yeah I saw it it was really fun thanks you're so good she has her own finishing move that's perfect oh I'm thanks. so that excited finishing move. what is your chainsaw called oh when I do this on the back yes yeah. that's just called the chainsaw uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> not, not a finisher though it, it, it's no. a just, just a signature move. Yeah. Really fun, though. I'm also a big wrestling fan. And I was watching wrestling since when it was WWWF, before Vince owned it in his father. Yeah, his father, yeah. So I was watching it when Bruno San Martino was champion. Oh, shit. He watched it. <laughs> I've been to lots of wrestling shows. I want to see. I can't wait. I want to come see you wrestle. Right I want to come see you yeah. wrestle. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Totally. And what's cool too, it's like they, you know, it, they, they all support, you know, horror monsters and like a bunch of the creative directors there. We have Jeannie Busks, that, uh, the LA Lakers owner. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's like women, women owned, women run. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting to ha- see it like how wrestling and horror do kind of just go hand in hand mm-hmm. like uh, not to just give all the credit to like WWE and stuff because they get a lot of credit on their own um, but they like they have done so many different like horror movies with a lot of their mm-hmm. wrestlers and given like that opportunity to kind of branch out that way which I think is like kind of cool and I think some people wouldn't necessarily expect it unless it specifically had to do with like mm-hmm. a big name like Undertaker or something it wouldn't just be like oh yeah wrestling and horror that goes hand in hand but I mean like it's it's easy to like transition into that because like horror has a lot of stunts wrestling has a lot of stunts so it's easy for them to be like let's just cast a bunch of wrestlers it yeah. makes sense right don't yeah. have to pay for an actor and a stunt guy when you got two and one <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was really surprised i went to one of these online horror conventions or haunt conventions during the, the during the pandemic and there was one of the classes or one of the panels they were doing was about wrestling in a heart in haunts and one of the guys was an amateur wrestler or not i'm sorry not an amateur wrestler uh an indie wrestler and he also worked haunt and he was using wrestling stuff in in his haunt and he was going through and i was like that is really cool that's something you don't often see except with reina but yeah. <laughs> you don't really see like that kind of thing in haunts per se mm. yeah but and- sure it, it absolutely if you had the right people doing it, and I think not haunts, maybe immersive theater. Yeah, yeah. and that comes back to controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually used in my audition a scene. Um, it's in post production right now, but I, I directed and wrote a movie called No Way to Die, and I have a fight scene with five other women in it. And so, like in the audition, I was like, and also uh, I did this. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, five at once cool cool um and then i remember just telling them that i pick up you know our, my roommate my other founder all the time you know that he's about you know 200 ish pounds yeah and they're like when was the last time you picked him up i'm just like i don't know earlier today yesterday <laughs> <laughs> and they're like here please sign this contract for us <laughs> yeah <Kinda. laughs> that was the yeah and i remember almost leaving without even talking about my chainsaw stuff and i just kind of threw i was like oh yes and it would be really cool to see me like come into the ring with like a chainsaw they're like i'm sorry come back what (laughs) (laughs) chain chainsaw what what (laughs) i was gonna ask like chainsaws (laughs) i was like that's kind of a random weapon to have like how did that get incorporated into the character Right. Oh, yeah. Just because I that's one of my things that I love. Yeah. 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 It's like, fuck yeah. That's so cool. That's funny. Yeah. I think it's awesome that she uses the chainsaw because every haunt I've ever worked at that has a chainsaw and almost all of them do, it's always the big guy that has yeah. a chainsaw, not the big girl, the mm-hmm. big guy. So to see that she's been able to work that whole chainsaw, that's really awesome. Yeah. And when I worked my first corporate haunt, it was a Frightmare on Market Street in San Diego. I was 18. Uh, I had never worked at a, you know, big, I'd always been like home haunts or the little hayride. And I wanted to use the dang chainsaw. And uh, Bob was our manager and he was a little sexist, very sexist. Didn't want to <laughs> let me use that chainsaw. And I, I had to beg him, beg him. And literally he was like, 
well, if you have any problems with the chainsaw, then that's it. I'm like, all right, give me the chainsaw. Yeah. I'll show <laughs> you what problems me. I'll have with the chainsaw. Jesus. Yep. Buddy, if, if the chainsaw is too hot, heavy for you, honey, and you're not scaring, it's okay. Well, you, you can let one of the boys do it. You can stand over there and throw flowers. At the do you need me to start it for you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> one of my... Exactly. What Boy, I- was he surprised when you started uh, using it and just nailing those haunts. Those you know, scares. it's funny because I haven't thought about him in this regard. I can't wait for him to see me wrestle and to be like, oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, knowing knowing him who's, as you said, a little bit sexist, uh, he's oh, probably like, I gave her that first opportunity with that <laughs> chainsaw. <laughs> I made that. She's lucky I gave <laughs> it to <laughs> her. <laughs> If it wasn't for me, she wouldn't be where she is. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, You're totally right. Yeah. Oh, we'll send them that sound bite when that actually happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were saying something about your friend? Oh, I was just going to say, like, I have always loved the times where at our haunt, <laughs> um, we would have like a leather face type character. And uh, they would always come out of the haunt all sheepishly and be like, oh, we can't start it, can't start it. And then either myself and I know Brianne's done it too, where we just like, boom, like start first it. rip. And they're like, I don't know how I didn't do it. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's, it's fine. okay, honey. It's I okay, got you. Honey, I got you. <laughs> Let mama take care it's of fine. it. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite is like disproving like men. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I used to work at a warehouse and it was me, one other woman and like two guys. And we hand bombed like all of like 300 something boxes in from like a truck into our warehouse. And I was the one who was like in the truck packing everything. A couple hours later, we had a delivery driver come up. He saw all the boxes and he, he was like, Oh, lots of boxes. And he kind of looks around and see one of the guys at the very back. And he's like, Oh, there's the guy. And I was like, Sorry, what? He was like, he's like, oh well, he must have handed the boxes. I was like, actually, I'm the one who did it all. Thank you very much. And I slammed the garage door in his face. Like, Fuck you, dude. Nice. Oh. Well, you just gave me a flashback memory with the slamming the door in his face. So at my was it my second? This is my second heretic show I ever did. I uh, was playing a serial killer killer. So nice. we were like hitting bait to find the serial killer. And uh, one of the scenes was just straight up in a U-Haul on the street in this public place. Love it. (laughs) So scene one happens in this condo. This big burly dude walks down the stairs from the condo through this apartment or condo complex with the guest over to this U-Haul. And at some point, somebody called the cops because, you know, we're shady people. The U-Haul is straight up like Dextered out in plastic. We have an actor in the back of the U-Haul with the like prosthetic, like slow throat cut slit thing, you know, with like a tube going around her body. And I remember some, you know, uh, citizen came up <laughs> to the kind of trying to look to see what was going on. And I was in show mode. So like, I just straight up just, boom, like, <laughs> other face shut the U-Haul door. And as soon as it happened, I was like, yeah, that couldn't look good at all. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough the cops show up fast forward yeah. our woman that's like the throat slit in the back's like it's okay there's a tube <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay 
okay. The woman who's got her throat cut is talking. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I've had the cops called a few times. I've actually had the uh, LAPD helicopter on me um, at some point. Okay, yeah. tell us that story. Yeah, how, I need story Was time. that the U-Haul again or something different? Uh, no, this was a big warehouse, and apparently the guy renting the warehouse to us didn't tell this other guy that rents the warehouse that what or who we were. Oh, no. Um, and so literally I'm doing a scene with the guest, and I have this whole warehouse to myself. There were two. Most of the shows in the main warehouse. I'm in the second warehouse where this guy's doing woodwork or pottery or some shit in the other room. <laughs> and so I'm taking the guests, you know, walking them through violently to the <laughs> other side of this warehouse. And I made eye contact with this dude through a little window. I made eye contact with them. I'm like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> so I finished my scene. I'm done with this guy. I get handed off and I just kind of whispered to our stage managers, like, Pretty sure, because uh, at that point I heard the cop, like a cop chirp noise. I'm like, pretty sure that's because of me. Just so you know, this is what this. There's a dude over there, and then the next thing I know, <laughs> there's oh the lights are on our position. Um, luckily, that got escalated, de-escalated pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and the guy was actually embarrassed. He's just like, um, you know, it's Hollywood. I'm so sorry. I didn't think that. I'm like, I thought she had a knife, which I didn't. Ha I didn't have any weapons, but no. he saw. He saw me and he thought I was holding a knife to this dude. And I'm like, no, that wasn't even what was happening. But thanks <laughs> for that. You know, that's really yeah. just like a compliment to your character yeah. and how well you hold the scene, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Super committed. Yeah, the, the realism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the highest compliment. I feel like that's what I want now is like, I want the cops called on me okay. because I did so good. Oh, thanks. We can make that happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. All right. I mean, yeah, fair. <laughs> I feel like I've had the cops calling me three or four times and the five or six have been on our scene, but for other reasons. Right. Things going on nearby. Yeah. So we're sometimes like, wow, this is a great production. We're like, shut the fuck up. This helicopter is not part of our scene. Yeah. <laughs> We do not have that kind of budget. I don't know what you think. Like. <laughs> I've never had the cops called on me, but I had the park rangers called on me. Okay. And I was in, this was a Girl Scout senior cadet encampment, and we were in tents. And of course, what am I, like in 10th or 11th grade, something like that. So of course I bring a, a werewolf mask because we're camping, don't you always? Well, I mean, duh. I always yeah. did. It's so marshmallows and masks. Yeah. So, you know, waited, and I waited to the second night because, you know, you want to yeah. set the pace. The second night, um, it was late and everybody, you know, the we had fun and the next day everyone was going to pack up and I was like, time to, time to play. <laughs> Put on my mask and went out and uh, worked the tents, just scratching the end of the tents. And you hear the girls inside Wait, what? It's a raccoon, and you know, and then you know, sticking your head in and scaring everyone. And I hit one tent where they just got up and chased me. Oh, oh. And remember, I'm like 10th or 11th grade, so I can run. And I ran and I ran and I hid. And they called the Rangers out and had it. I took my mask off, of course, and I slipped back in the group of girls and got my way back. But they had the Rangers with the flashlights. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! It's official, you both, I mean, you already were epic, but this just sent you to like- Legendary <laughs> status. Legendary status. Yeah. Well, I went to, it, 
Right. I went the next year and they were talking about it. And I was like, <laughs> you better not do it your, again. You I, I took my mask, I, I shoved it deeper in my duffel bag. I wasn't going to, it would have already made it from one year to the next year. I was like, I can't top that. I'm just going to leave it. So they talked about it. So they were all like looking for me, you know, thinking it was going to happen again. You Did created your own urban created, legend. Yeah. Yes, a little story that went went around. I don't know how long it went around, but it was there the second year. So it's Good. still going on. Let's. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Did, you know, Did they ever it? figure out it was you? No. Amazing. <laughs> I. You know, they, they're not going to go through anyone's. You know, with kids, and you know. I just, they threw, uh, let me tell you, I was running and they was throwing rocks at me and I had a rock hit me in the back of the head and I was bleeding. I didn't tell, you know, I didn't yeah. tell anyone. I put my hat, you know, I had the camp hats, put my camp hat on, you know, I'm a Girl Scout. So, you know, it, yeah. And I didn't think they'd appreciate, I didn't think it would get that bad. I mean, I just thought it would be ha ha, I scared yeah, a few yeah. people, but you know, again, um, this is when I was a kid and I know now that from experience that there's a different way to haunt when you're at a haunt when you're on off off that property like i i used to do promotions for knots which were off property promotions and you'd go to the angels game and you go to high schools and colleges and you haunt differently because mm -hmm. you're on their property and they're going to school and they're doing their thing so you really have to have a lot of boundaries well back then i didn't know all that so i was just like hey let's scare some people <laughs> that was before I was a professional monster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raina, you, your own friend is the best. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say you um you worked with uh, or did a um like camping haunt, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Great horror camp out. We did six cities from um we did LA, San Diego, Sacramento, San Francisco, Portland, and Seattle. And I think Courtney was going to try and go to yeah. one. I was going to try and go to the one that was in, I think, Sacramento. And I didn't end up going. Yeah. And I kick myself every day. I kick her, too. Because yeah. um, I was going to take her with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And I, I, she told me about it. And I was, like, already peeing my pants. I was like, N I'm, I, my, my imagination is too good. Mm -hmm. Like, when I'm in performer haunt mode, it's one thing. But I am fully in guest <laughs> mode when I'm a guest. Yes. Yeah, and... Yeah. And and all I got was just Jason vibes, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna die by machete. That's not how. That's not how I go out. Okay, that's not. It will be another way. Yeah. But, yeah. I yeah. want to know. Tell me about it. What were some of your favorite experiences from it? It was cool because, like, as a, especially those of us that traveled with all the six cities, we got to kind of play all the games and whatnot, you know, and practice for the other scenes. Yeah. So like imagine, right. Like you're at a theme park and we spread ourselves out, like in like Griffith park here in San, in uh, LA mm -hmm. and there's like different zones and each zone, there's like some sort of, um, they called it skag. Um, I think it costs a shit. I know Anyway, it was like a scavenger hunt. I forget what the acronym stands for. <laughs> and you put like a map that had different like riddles and things. And you were supposed to figure out like what you were supposed to get from each zone. Um, and yeah, you just played all these different games or like challenges. Um, like there was one zone with like dumpsters and these goat men would like help you into the dumpster. And you had to go in the dumpster and find whatever item that was in the dumpster. Um, there was one where there was like an RV and you had to go through the RV and there's different scary monsters in this like janky, you know, like white trash kind of village. And you had to go through there and find things. And 
it was mostly fun, but like I think the similar problem with some escape rooms is where then like, people think that everything is a something. So sometimes we'd go to people's tent and like find full prosthetic bodies, and we're like, "Bruh, like, <laughs> <laughs> that is not an item you were supposed to take." <laughs> so sometimes like things like that would happen, but for the most part, everyone was cool, um, and there was like a nice variety. Like if you were um, a scaredy cat and didn't want to do any of that stuff. You could just stay in the like campfire or listen to a creepy creature, you know, do songs, at, you know, or like learn how to do your own like face makeup. So there was like a, a, a zone that that we were not allowed to like do any hardcore scares. Um, like I was allowed to capture people and put them into a little jail sale and like, all right, here's a bunch of keys, figure out which key it is and get them out. So like you might be on your way to like be going to do something and then I separate you from your group. And like your group goes off. There was literally, I think, a, a, a white van that would kidnap people with like <laughs> candy like in the white van. Uh, one of my favorite gags was uh, the little group of clowns that would go by and they would shove the guest into uh, a sleeping bag. And it would be it would have a tie to like the motorcycle. They had a motorcycle and they would rev it, rev it all crazy and like pull the string a little bit. And then they would take off real fast. And, you know, you thought you were going to be drugged, but they would just leave you there. And your friends would have to take <laughs> That's awesome. Like that. And all sorts of, like, little chicks like that and little games that you would play. Um, I think one of them involved those big um, uh, balls that you put your body in and you had to, like, ram. Like, there was a game with that that we played. I don't even remember what the game was. Um, there were games where you, like, shot at each other. There was, like, a pool with a swamp monster, like... There was a variety of crazy things that they put together. The creative team, uh, the Meyer to Meyer, uh, they now do their own events. Uh, Justin and Melissa are amazing. Um, the, the, yeah, the, their creative minds uh, are figuring all this out. And so if you got enough skag items, then you got to go do the award ceremony in the morning. And like, so it was kind of like you got a badge and whatnot. And like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. Like the little girls, the scouts of, of the camp house. Um, and the middle of the night, my one of my other favorite parts is in the middle of the night, uh, I wanna say three or four in the morning, um, things would die down about like one-ish in the morning, you know, people would go to bed, da, da, da. Um, there would still be some activities going around, but at like three, four in the morning, they would send us out one last time. We would all scatter out real quiet throughout everybody's tents, cause everyone was in a tent unless they were in the scaredy green zone. And then, like I said, it's, I want to say it was closer to five in the morning, but middle of the night, everyone's sleeping, metal music, all of a sudden, and we would just zip open their, as many as we could and drag out as many bodies as we could, abrupt awakenedness. Um, there was definitely some people that were not prepared for that, that were not clothed, maybe all the way. hands. <laughs> Um, but that was my favorite part is just the abrupt, like, I'm going to ruin your night. <laughs> like you think you're sleeping, <laughs> but you were no longer sleeping That's or just messing with people's stuff that they yeah. left it outside. Um, I did make somebody pee at one of the locations. Yep. She, she was a scared of my chainsaw and she actually <laughs> found me a to tell me that I made her that they're like, I think it was her friend that was like, thank you for scaring the pee out of my friend. <laughs> Like, how did you find me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> how did you find me? Yeah. When you make people pee, they always tell you. Yeah. You. you made me pee. You're not bad at it. Or she wasn't even bad at it. I think she, oh, was she so wasn't. 
I was just saying, like, they're either like mad or they're like overly proud that you made them pee. Like, oh my god, thank you, thank you, thank you for making me pee. Oh, I never had anyone thank me. I've always had people just get mad at me. Oh. You know, well, put a pen in next time. I don't know. What <laughs> <laughs> well, just start selling depends. Yeah, yeah, depends. They should you, sell depends at home. That, yeah, that here is your ticket and your optional depends, and then they'd be like. <laughs> What? <laughs> that right there, I yeah, it's like to sell. Yeah, I think f- people would it would put like that that extra little worm in their in their brain going, if they're selling it, maybe I might need it and yeah. might get to people. <laughs> it might would be a good this. a good gig because I know like at seventeen, the sign that's up in the front where it says all the things you're going to uh, come in contact with, like bugs and electricity and water and. One of the things they put is the ground. And people think that's a joke, but it's true. People fall and they yep. come in contact with the ground. So mm-hmm. now it's a disclaimer. But, you know, they come through and then they come out and they're like, I thought those were jokes. <laughs> Am I right? Rain is working. Am I right? Absolutely. They're like, will you guys actually do that stuff? <laughs> Like no, it's a there's a it's a warning, bro. Like yeah. you gotta pay attention. <laughs> it's for a joke. I have to yeah. legally say this so you can't sue me. Like <laughs> and the sign, Raina, how big is the sign? It's huge. It's like twelve by twelve, easy. Like it's a giant <laughs> yeah. building. It's like the biggest sign you're ever gonna see, you know? And, and they signed the waiver too. And they signed the waiver. Well, nobody reads the waiver. And it's on but, the wall. <laughs> it's on the wall, it's on the website. It's, but the wall is like, and you're in in a line, and you can't miss it. It's like this huge sign, and people read it and they they laugh about everything that's there. But on the way out, they're not laughing anymore. They're like, <laughs> oh my! The first time they go through, when you've gone through once, you're you're more prepared to understand that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But they come out, and you always know the people. It's their first time through because they come out like, I can't believe that was a real bug on me, or you know whatever. Right. Right. First, this too is when you barely touch them. You touched me. He's like, yeah, that's the, that's the least that's about to happen yeah. to you. <laughs> it, this yeah. is a gentle I, I push. Try to make, which yeah. I usually work like one of the the first room, usually the first room, but try to let them know early that they're going to get touched if they didn't get touched at outside, just to get them past that so they know it's going to happen. So mm-hmm. you know they don't get like. You know, people react all differently. But if they know it and it's a, it's gentle, I'm not I'm not being aggressive with people, and they're more like, oh my god, I can't believe that she just touched me. It's like, yeah, you saw the waiver, or you saw the sign, you saw the warnings. Yeah, but I didn't think it was really going to happen. <laughs> Some people's minds, man. I just, you dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like you read it on a paper, you read it on a sign, you get it verbally told to you, and you thought it wasn't going to happen. There's like this weird thing I find with people who you could put it on a sign, you can highlight it, you can have the audio uh, like through a line tell you exactly what's on that sign. Something as simple as don't bring out your phone in a house, don't, no lighters <laughs> allowed. And they're like, I didn't see it. And I'm like, how in the world did you not see this? And then they're like this through the whole thing. <laughs> I wasn't scared. Well, your flashlight was on, so uh-huh. there's that. <laughs> I remember when show where we made fun of all of those people. It was uh, called Hell Date. That was our Valentine's Day show a couple years ago. Uh, so basically, you were going through a haunted house with the worst 
date, right? This person who's taking pictures, who has their, <laughs> their light on, who's touching the actors, who's doing all of these, who comes drunk and throws up on you. Um, like uh-huh. all of these horrible things that, that yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's kind of like another way to like release the energy of like, this is a real thing that happens. This is terrifying to us. This is our constant. Yep. Yeah. Well, well I, I can remember bef- before cell phones, right? And then like the first couple of years when cell phones came in, because I've been haunting for a long time. So in the first couple of years that cell phones came in and people would break, people would just be like, oh, there's the monster and just walk up to you, put their cell phone and get a selfie with you. Yeah. <laughs> that never happened before cell phones. And it, I remember the first couple of times it happened, it was like, huh? I, I wasn't sure. What do I do? How do I react? Do I just go pose or <laughs> do I try to scare them? And it was a combination of both the first year. Yeah. But it, it was really, it, it threw me off my game for the first couple of times where people just, oh, there's a monster, and then they just run over to you. Mm. It, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. I guess because now Much people- Much better before cell phones for haunts. And, you know, you tell them over and over when they're going into a haunted house or even, like, in the street. It just Or what's worse is they're walking through an area and it's, like, all this stuff. It's decorated to the nines and, you know, all the monsters are busting their butts and putting on this great show and they're doing this. They're, they're popping away on their phone. It's like, put the phone down for, for an hour and, and enjoy what, what's happening around you. Yeah. Experience the world. Don't Experience the world. look at it through the screen in front of you. Yeah. Well, uh, last year, 17th Door really took care of that. Um, there was a water effect. Um, <laughs> and if you had your phone out, your phone was wet. And they it was told over and over and over and over. But there was, of course... Of course. No matter how many times you tell people, they think you're joking. There was there was some people that lost their phones because they didn't listen. They didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were told, leave your phone in the car. And people mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. And then they told again at the front twice. And then a couple more times along the way, right before it's going to happen. And then if they didn't, they didn't listen. Oh, well, mm-hmm. how many times do you have to tell somebody it? The little yeah. idiots. <laughs> always have the, the option of saying, you know, mercy, which they can skip the room and they don't yeah. have to go through it. So there's always that option. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you know how the guests are. The guests are the guests. The They're guests very the tough guests. and they can do anything they want. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Don't, don't take away my phone. Don't tell me not to use my phone. They you're come not my in mom. and it's like, you're doing a show and it's like, they're just filming you and you can't really experience the show from the other side of the camera yeah yes i know you want to look back and see it but just put it down and kind of have fun and enjoy it and scream and mm-hmm. get terrorized with us mm-hmm. yeah. yeah be part of it be here be present yeah yeah no one's present anymore <laughs> yeah it's hard it's hard to get people away from their phones yeah hard. yeah um okay question for you both what do you think is the most challenging part of immersive theater? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're even thinking about it. Nice. The For me, if, like everything, is being able to do a character around my limitations of the physicality. Like, I want to, I wish I could pick people up like she can. Right. Or 
I used to be able to do more physical things. So having to redesign what I, what I want to do versus what I can do. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I want to do this, 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 and this, but I know I can only do this. Now I have to start here. And from this point, what do I want to do? How do I want to blossom that and make that a stronger, more powerful scene or haunt or scare or, or whatever I want to do? Because I can't do these other things that I really want to do that would work great here. Mm-hmm. So I would say it's my own limitations and getting past that. Right, right, right. I would say um, probably meeting the guests' expectations and making sure that they know as much as we can tell them about the show, what to kind of expect without giving everything away. And then meeting not just their like show expectations, but the like physicality and intensity um, expectation and making sure that matches. Um, And then making sure that all equates to the ticket price as well, because that's a lot of what I do is trying to figure out here's the show, here's how many cast members, I do a lot of the business side stuff. Mm-hmm. So therefore packaging this show should be this price and mm-hmm. is the guest think that's fair? And is that gonna give us enough money to pay our cast and crew members? Because right, we right. always pay cast and crew members. Now, yeah. Raymond, you just answered that as a producer. Yeah. As a performer. Um, meeting the guest expect, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but still, yeah. <laughs> I'm and then, yeah, then applying it as if I'm performing in the show, then making sure that I'm meeting the show's expectations when I perform the, that show. Yeah, so like- that the show's a level three out of five physicality, making sure that I'm not going f- too far. And then also making sure I'm giving them enough where they feel satisfied that that was the intensity level that they right. signed up for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like meeting their bang for their buck. Yeah. Do you think the guests really realize how much we spend so much time trying to think of how they're going to react, how, how no. much time we're trying to think about them. No. Like we put so much work into our performance or our shows and they just, they, I don't think they understand what we do. This is one of the reasons why I started talking openly about the things that we do because it had always been so hush hush. That's but why I like, love when other creators come through our shows because they understand. Yeah. Because <laughs> for a guest, it's like, it's only one night or like yeah. one or maybe once or twice a year or something like that. Whereas for you guys or for any performer, it is multiple times. It's, it's running through the same scene, different scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's so much that goes into it. So it's like, well, the guest may feel that intensity for one night. You guys are feeling it for multiple nights mm-hmm. on multiple different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like what Raina just said, she's constantly thinking of, is this what is this what I'm giving the guests? Is this so you're you're always putting your guests like at, at first, like you have your art that you want to do, and you have your show, and you have a performance. You want to make this piece of art and put it out there, but because it's a performance art, you're always thinking of where the guest is and how the guest fits in and you want to make sure that they're getting like it's it's not a me putting it out it's me putting it out you getting it and you coming back with it it's an interactive thing Mm -hmm. and you know most people like like brandon says only people that are behind the scenes that actually produce shows and produce haunts uh get it but yeah there is a lot that 
almost 99% of the people that go through a haunted house, they just come out laughing and having a good time and they're happy and they're satisfied. Uh, we, we did a good job. I guess it's the same thing with magic. Mm-hmm. You know, you put so much into making the illusion look a certain way. And then when you're done, people are like, wow. Some people are trying to figure out how that rabbit got in the hat. But yeah. most people are just sitting back and going, wow, that, that was so cool. Well, so we do the same thing. Do you guys like get a little extra, like a little like extra high when people that you know or other creators come through your guys' experiences? Because it's like you might have seen their stuff and, and you just want to show off what you're doing. And like you said, they understand what you are working on. So is it like a little extra boost when you notice them come through? Yeah, I think so. I, a little bit because then it's just like, oh, this is, I went through your show, check out my show. So it's a little bit more like, I guess, friendly competition. Yeah. Um, you know, that we've definitely, I've definitely worked for companies where it's like, no, what we do is what we do <laughs> and we don't do others, you know? And so I think here we, we very much are friendly with a lot of different creators um, for a lot of different reasons. And one of them is just to bounce stuff like that off each other. And then, yeah, have each other just enjoy each other's show is, is yeah, it's nice. Um, and then you also know that if they're going to give you feedback, it's going to be honest yeah. feedback. Um, and so that's kind of nice too. Or if they're going to say something good, they're not just blowing smoke up your butt because they right. are going to want that same feedback back. Yeah, so that's, true. yeah. 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 I always like seeing people that I know or people that I've heard of or something <laughs> like that. And um, as long as it's, I'm doing something that I'm proud of, which is all the time, um, except like sometimes there's films that I'm, not all the films I've done are things I'm going to talk about. <laughs> not all, some of them are amazing, but not all. Um, Cause it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell on the page when you get a script and you get a character and you're like, huh, yeah, I got this. And then you, you have like, that's one of the things about doing shows is, uh, you don't have um, you don't have as much creative input in it. Like when you're doing a scene in a sh- in a haunt or an immersive show, you have even if somebody writes out the entire script for you and, and tells you stand here, do this, do that, and you're going to be if everything's written out, that's fine. There's no improv. You're still you still have a lot of control on the scene. When you do a film or TV. You just do it and it's there and it's gone and you never know if it's going to get good or get bad, but it's out there. For shows, it's a lot easier for me to figure out if it shows good or not. Um, for a film, I'm just like, yeah, all right, sounds like a cool <laughs> thing to do and let's give it a shot. Yeah. But with shows, yeah, I'm always thrilled because I'm proud of the work I'm doing. So I'm always thrilled that other people can, can see the work I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can contest Raina, do you that. find the yeah. same way with film? And you guys do film too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean because you don't know what the end the end is gonna look like. You're like, I did my scene and that's what it is, but how they're gonna put that into the you know finished product, who knows? Versus like I was just when you were talking, I was thinking of switchblade romance and like when I'm able to watch a show over and over and over, like I watched her do that performance 50 times and I was never bored. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like you couldn't see me because I was in the in the control room. Um, but I watched you perform like fifty times throughout that run, and I never got bored. And every uh, time was different. Yeah, because you had to interact with all the different. Yeah, I was gonna say weirdos. Um, <laughs> <with the different, laughs> well, I try to like, especially for immersive shows, but haunts too. I try to do 
um, I try to have in my mind five basic shows and mm -hmm. then vary those shows. So there'll be the similar elements in every show, but I'm looking for reactions on my, on my, my victims. I'm looking for their reactions on where I'm going to, like, it's almost like in my mind, like a choose your own adventure, depending on what's coming out of them or how they're re reacting or not reacting. Some people don't react at all. And then you, you're like, okay, this is a, a puzzle. Let's see, I'll try this, you know, but it, you got to come, you got to instantly swing into something differently. Mm, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but um, with, 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 uh, with a film, you, you don't have that, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I like doing it because it's, I like doing live stuff the best. Okay. Of course. Mm -hmm. I have to say um, the stuff I've done with black mask, um, there's a control that there's a, there's boundaries and there's a script and there's stuff you want to follow, but there's also a, um, a freedom and a trust, which I really appreciate. Um, I like working with people, directors who trust me that I'm going in the same direction as them. And, you know, that has not always occurred in my career, but absolutely with Black Mess. Other shows I've done, yes, but not every single show. So I think it's really important hiring the right people, training them correctly and 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 trusting that that they'll take the scene where you also want them and also having people be able to listen to the directors and listen you you need everything was good but here's what we need a little more of or try this or you know and being able to not go well this is the way i do it i, I i've seen people say that and do that and it's like that's not really helpful for a show if you mm -hmm. want to do a one-man show or one-person show, rather, that's great. But when you're working in a show where there's other people and there's a director and a producer and there's other people, you have to be able to work with other people. And yeah. I think that's really important. But, uh, yeah, I have to say I have, um, kudos, Rainer, uh, that Black Mass really does uh, uh, train well and, and trust in yeah, I was gonna say that trust is a huge thing because Raina, as you were talking earlier about the um, party that you had, where it was kind of just like wasn't super planned out, and you had like friends come over and do that. I was like, you have to have a strong core group of people who are like who are gonna be able you can trust to do that with you without mm. too much like plan ahead of time. Mm -hmm. How did like where did, did you just find everyone through Black Mass or just through every? like place you've worked yeah, everyone was already a, a black mass casting crew member yeah. and so the kind of the four founders of us kind of ran the core um since we've worked together for so many years i was just kind of like all right us four we're going to do this here's kind of what the branching off of everyone else what they're going to do um yeah yeah and so at this point i think we're close ish to the like 50 person mark for our casting crew that's awesome. member yeah after 17th door this last um season we scooped up a couple more people um since the previous season i worked mostly a show called pathology so i didn't do 17 door till till closer to halloween so i got to know a lot of a lot more people mm -hmm. um uh, when we started there was about a, a third of us that came from uh, queen mary's dark harbor a third from 17th door and then a third just like actor at all that's <laughs> what yeah, i yeah. call that 
that, that, that group um, and some of the actor at all people ended up going to 17th door. Um, so, you know, I think now, if not all of us have dabbled or, or have worked full time at 17th door. So already having the foundation of like what intensity goes on there. Mm. Uh, that kind of, I'm like, all right, you all already kind of check some boxes. So now let's see, you know, from what you already know, let's crank it up and see what you can do from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah got my, now, now I have like a core of, people that are training to be more aggressive. I have a core of people that are trained just to be safeties. Um, and, you know, and I can call, I have a pool of them I can call upon and then we just have regular actor people. Um, but everybody goes through a basic level of safety training, whether you're a safety or you're gonna do something aggressive or not, everyone has to go through that basic training. Cause you never know, you might not be assigned to be the safety, but if you're in the room, you should know some basic levels of what it means to be, you know, safe. Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. Safety awesome. is number one. I would totally put in my resume if I lived down there. Yeah, me too. Hi, oh. <laughs> I've shown Come up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other way we keep it is nice, but What's Char that? was saying about like, how everyone keeps, what did you say, Char? Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, like, Rana? Something oh, I said, um, Canada is nice, but come on down and do that. We do the, the, the safety training, the, the kind of tormentor training, but we also, um, and it's been, of course, rugged throughout the pandemic, but we have been trying to do lots of um, just improv training with them, you know, because I have my acting class that I've, I've gone to and my acting coach, and I try to take those skills into a sandbox where we can be a little bit more horror, scary, evil oriented. Because, yeah. you know, I've, I've tried to do some stuff over in the regular acting class and I'll get a couple like, all right, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> there is room for dark acting everywhere. Always. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Always. Right. Shar, <laughs> uh, where can we see you on social media? And like, if people want to check out all the stuff that you're doing. Well, um, starting March 1st, starts Sharfest, which is something I do for my birthday. Both of you guys got to come on this yeah, year. Yeah. Raina was on last year. And what Sharfest is, is, well, it started before the pandemic, and I would just go for my birthday to different haunting shows and stuff. And I just film and I know a lot of people. So I go backstage and I film and you know, put it on the internet and it just became a thing and it just kept growing. And then once we had, we went into lockdown to last March, I was like, I'll just do Sharefest online and I'll do instead of the week, I'll do the whole month. And now I'll do it again this month and we'll have people on a few people and I, I've got a new format I'm going to do where I'm going to have other haunt, hopefully get other haunters to come in and talk about like we're doing, mm -hmm. talk about haunt. And uh, I'll do that. Um, for Sharfest will be March, the month of March. So I'll be, I'll be working on that. And uh, you can find out about that through um, um, my Facebook, which uh, I'm Char Mayer on Facebook. My name is S-H-A-R-M-A-Y-E-R, Char Mayer. And I'm also uh, Sharfest. I think it's Sharfest 20. I don't know what the number is. You can go through my social media, Instagram. <laughs> I'm Sharfest. I'm Char Mayer also. And my website is charmayer.com. But uh, yeah, anybody who wants to chat haunting, I love to chat haunting, obviously. <laughs> uh, I talk to people all the time online. And uh, yeah, uh, come say hi to me. Drop in on, um, I'll be on Instagram, uh, Instagram Live and Facebook Live. People want to chat about haunt stuff because that's what I like to do always and then other than that uh that's what I'm doing in March and then we'll see about, about um what's going to happen with the next show with 
Black Mass, not Pain Academy, but the one after that one. Third next show should be Blindness, which I found the tag for that is In the Land of the Blind, the One-Eyed is King. And that's a show by Alex C. James. And that'll be the end of March slash April is when that will be. That's Amazing. all the information I have about that show for so, sure. Awesome. So <laughs> I'll take so, whatever info I can get. <laughs> so it's Sharpest and then Blindness. And that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, having a great time and... Uh, chatting with haunt people yeah <laughs> all right reyna tell us where can we find you what's going on so my instagram is chainsaw queen 13 the best number out there hell yeah uh, black is spelled funny let's see if it'll come up bam bl4 k m4 ss is black mass that's the show black mass um so yeah no c and the a's are fours <laughs> i know sometimes we'll get somebody that's like i emailed you and i'm like check to see if you spelled it right. <laughs> sure enough, they did not. Um, and if you want to follow my uh, wrestling persona, Chainsaw, it's wow underscore Chainsaw. That's it. Yeah. I'm literally doing that right now as we speak. And I have to say, like anybody that's interested in, in Black Myth, they do online shows, they do in-person shows, and it's constantly going. It's a year-round thing. So, you know, if you can't do one this month, maybe next month, let them know, go on Instagram or go on uh, Facebook or, or email them and find out what's going on because there's always something going on. There's no excuse not to have fun and uh, be uh, uh, an immersive experience and uh, have a scary time. That's going to yeah. be the new tagline. There's no excuse to not have fun. Yes, there's, there's no, no excuse, excuse to not, to not have, fun. have fun. Even through the pandemic, we were still scaring people. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much. This has been Thank such you. a fucking pleasure. A, an incredible pleasure. Our pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, I'm still like just full on geeking out. So yeah. I'm just going to be over here. Fangirling on the inside. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> this has been awesome. This has been great. It's been great for me. Yeah. Thanks for honoring women in honor of women in horror month. Any time. Any make time. this a yearly occurrence. Yes, absolutely. Every February. Every February. Every February. What a great way to end the month, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that was really fucking awesome. <laughs> I, I am, like, my face hurts from smiling so much. I know. I was just, like, I got, like, a little bit of vertigo because I just kept nodding my head at, like, everything yeah. they were saying. <laughs> they were so cool. I am just, like... <sighs> Anytime I speak to Shaw, Shar, I am in awe. And then just adding Reina into the mix, I'm just like flabbergasted. The amount of experience and like, um, well, like the wealth of knowledge and and just the what they they created as individual, and then they got to work with the other two. Um, like Shar becoming such an icon with just performers everywhere. Uh, Rainer being one of the founders of Black Mass and getting mm -hmm. into immersive theater and creating such different opportunities for people. It's just like, it's so cool to sit down with them because I kind of see them as like, like figures that you put up on pedestals, but you just get to talk to them and they're just like regular cool people who are yeah. like, yeah, we like scary things too. Who just have really friggin' cool ideas and yeah. do cool stuff. That's And that's they just it. like actually do it, which is awesome. Yeah. And they've got some cool resources and have met some awesome people along yeah. the way to do that with. Yeah. So that was a really fun episode. 
super fun and we hope you guys enjoyed it because we had a blast a huge blast and it looks like we're going to be trying working on some char fest for march so come check us out with her yeah and we'll, we'll uh, keep you posted on uh when when that might happen yep and um i mean i'm sure we'll have both char and reina back on like yeah. in the future absolutely i mean now technically we've had char on both seasons yeah so we'll just have to make it a thing that she's on every single season yep. now gonna have to be there oh darn darn <laughs> <laughs> all right well you can find us on instagram and uh at just haunted house things um on tiktok yeah at jhh t underscore podcast there we go that's it and as per usual <laughs> you can also find us on the old facebook if you're still on facebook Shout out to the older millennials. Whoop, whoop. The elder millennials. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my mom is on Facebook, too. So yeah. to my mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all from us for this week. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. See you soon. And this has been Just, Just Haunted, Haunted House Things. things.